Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful, all praise due to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. We send peace and blessings upon our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his household, his companions, his family members, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us. Allahumma ameen. Allahu Akbar. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaykum assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The topic of discussion. Topic of discussion today is going to be growing up as a Muslim in a non-Muslim society. We all know how difficult this can be. Even even living in a non-Muslim society because like someone brought this topic to, to my attention and I was thinking about it and I was like, man, nowhere in the world is really like Muslim anymore. You know, you got Muslim people, like majority countries that are Muslim, but like nobody runs on the, the true way of Islam. And it's kind of like, it's kind of difficult to live in those environments because people may impose... Um, you know, sanctions or rules upon us that'll make it feel like they're trying to steer us away from Islam. You got places like France that make it difficult for women to practice the hijab. Um, you got places like... Um, Dude, when it comes to France, I, I even saw this thing. It was like, whoever enters the bathroom with a water bottle will like, uh, will be, what's it called? Will be prosecuted, right? Because we as Muslims, right? We, we oh, after we use the bathroom, yeah, do do? we, no, not, not oh, just not, we'll not do. We're like, we have to clean ourselves. We have to clean ourselves after yeah, we use yeah, the bathroom. Yeah. And uh, obviously if there's not like, you know, a bidet, we, we use water. We use a water bottle. We bring a water bottle to the bathroom. We'll, we'll clean ourselves and we'll go about our business. Like, I don't even understand, like, <laughs> understand the harm in bringing a water bottle into the bathroom. But, you know, of course, they, they want to make it difficult onto us. Yo, they're trying to prosecute? That's actually, that, that's true? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a law that France was trying to impose. May Allah, may Allah make do with the criminals. Astaghfirullah, that's crazy, bro. Like, see, this is beginning of our topic today. Growing up, like, or living a non-Muslim. I don't even know what to say about, like, that France thing. Or, like, a government that would make it so hard for people to... I mean, the thing is, like, what's it called? We, um, I mean, we spoke about it, like, in our in our first ever episode, like, about growing up black and Muslim in America. But, like, mm -hmm. I don't think we really were able to touch down upon the fact of, like, how difficult it may have been to uh, start practicing Islam when you were surrounded by so many non-Muslims. Like, we all talked about it from, like, a standpoint of, like, oh, yeah, now, now, we're, like, we practice right now. But we never talked about the journey that it took to get here because we weren't always this type of, these types of people. Like, um... I always look at it like, imagine if I grew up uh, in a Muslim society, like if how my life may have turned out. I always think like, okay, I may have had more knowledge growing up or something, or I may have known more Quran, but I don't think I necessarily would have been a better Muslim no matter where I would have grown up because you know you can't you can't uh, stop the guidance of Allah. Allah will guide whom He wills, and it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're in the worst kafir place there is, or if you're in the most uh, pious place there is, if you are guided, that is the power of Allah and that is the will of Allah. And not even just that, just to add on to that, like it, it would also just not hit the same because me growing up in a non-Muslim society, seeing what like the absence of God does to people is the, was one of the exact reasons why I actually want to follow the path of Allah. Why I want to stay away from the path of, you know, disbelieving and being far from Allah because it's a terrible path. It's a nasty path. It's not a path that I don't want to go down and it's a path I don't wish upon anybody. I, you know, I wish everybody was, was upon the guidance, upon the truth. I mean, think about it like, a place is only as non-Muslim as you make it. Like if you if you think about what uh, what I'm saying is, uh, if you, you guys know the story about the man who uh, there was a there was a believer living amongst uh, a town of kafirs, mm -hmm. and right. uh, Allah did, ordered the destruction of their town. Yeah. And he he ordered the destruction to start with him, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. what I'm saying is, wherever you live, it's only as non-Muslim as you make it. 
Like there's no shame in, in what you practice. But if you if you're someone who struggles to practice because of what's around you, that's ultimately gonna affect you. It's not gonna affect anybody else. And like nobody no, affected no, no. by your it practice. It does affect other people. And I'll tell you why right now. With you withholding your practices in a society and with people in which people don't practice that, you are withholding from them the goodness. Because why we're upon the, we and as Muslims we we believe we're upon the truth. So if you withhold your good practices, like you want to hide it from people, Bro. no, who would ever see the goodness of you of your heart or, or the goodness of like your religion? Where would people see like the like if we didn't pray in the street and people didn't see this, they wouldn't even know what a Muslim is or what a true Muslim is, other than what people tell them. And obviously that that creates room for uh, curiosity, curiosity, right? So when people see the Muslims, you know, practicing or uh, being the way they are, they just they start to wonder, like, how are these people like this? Because you as a Muslim, you're supposed to you're supposed to be an example for people, right? You're supposed to be a beacon of light, mm-hmm. right? And you're supposed to you, you have the guidance, you have the hawk, you have the truth. Mm-hmm. Like I want you to imagine, right? You're a Muslim, you have all this knowledge, but you didn't spread it. Imagine imagine someone had to cure the cancer. And he 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 just kept it to himself his whole life. Like this person, this person d- deserves to be punished because like you, you had the cure in your hands, but you decided to do nothing to do you nothing. You withheld with it, it from like like oh you might say oh like the burden's not with me to to share this, but like you withheld it from humanity. But hold on, we we as Muslims we 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 don't we don't believe that. Mm-hmm. It, it of course yes it is it is on you to, it is to spread you, what yes, you have because it, this is this is not commandment from us. This is direct commandment. This is divine commandment. Enjoin good. And rebuke falsehood. And part of like part of that is um knowing like you know Allah Allah did cho- ultimately choose you like you didn't have to be Muslim. Like, there, it, you could have been something. You could have been a Catholic. You could have been a disbeliever. Like Alhamdulillah, we were born Muslim. We were raised Muslim. You know, other people they they may not have been raised Muslim, but they found their way. And there are other people who haven't found their way, and they may not find their way because they can continue to turn away because they may not have seen the true Islam. And you know, for those people, like you know, it, it really sucks for who they are because. Islam's portrayed so many different ways today. We have so many different like images of Islam that people take on, and it's it's confusing to people. Like if I'm thinking, sometimes I think for myself, like if I wasn't Muslim and I was looking at all these videos I see of Islam, I'd be like, bro, like what is true? Because you you have mm-hmm. everybody who who splits themselves into groups. Like it's like high school. Like you got clubs everywhere. You got Shias, you got Sunnis, you got you got Salafis, you got Sufis, you got all this. You got all these little groups, and they exclude each other. But they and they say like, come to us, we're the real Islam. But they read the same book. Yeah, like nobody, nobody's calling to the true way of Islam, which is just Quran and Sunnah. Dude, it, it, even in the Quran and Sunnah, Imran, Allah says, uh, whoever whoever splits up into sex is is not from among us. You know, th- we as Muslims, we should not even be practicing this. You know, it's it's one 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 Muslim Ummah, one Quran, one, one last sunnah, prophet, yeah, like, one yeah. Sunnah, like, like Allah. And if you have a dispute about something, then like. Oh, even like if you have a dispute around about something in Islam, like maybe you have like a misunderstanding, like go and ask someone who has who maybe has more knowledge than you. One thing about the beauty of Islam, it is open to like you have your own comprehension of the way the religion is, but there are also set in stone things that you just cannot change, and that's when you ask. And like if you can't comprehend it, then you ask someone of, like someone of knowledge. And Islam is an open book, and you know, Alhamdulillah, it's very easy to find the answer to a lot of to yeah. everything that you're it's looking like for. almost like unambiguous, like everything is clear. Like it's a clear book. It's a, it's a book in which there is no doubt in Allah. It's, yeah, of course. This is why we say Islam is a complete religion because you know it has has the cure, has a solution to every single scenario in life. Well, it's physically, like, spiritually, mentally. Well, with lip, like having a non-Islamic world, you're also like you lose out on finding some the true way of Islam, like unity. Like you don't have that that brotherhood community, that, yeah. that we're supposed to be uh, practicing. Like 
that's that's part of uh, the Islamic Brotherhood. Is like it's even said in the Quran. You know, this the Muslims are brothers. No, like we and, uh, we are a community of like brethren in Islam. Like we have one common goal. That's what we're supposed to be uh, practicing towards. Practicing towards the hereafter. I think it was narrated by Abdullah ibn Umar that the Muslims are brothers of one another. Subhanallah. It also speaks about in uh, Surah Fujarat when uh, because of like you know the. Um, Backbiting and slandering. It's like, why would you eat the like the, the flesh, flesh of, of your brother? brother. Yes. Like, it even it, it speaks about that. Like, you know, the Muslim. We, we are brothers. We're supposed to be people who, who practice with each other, draw closer uh, to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala together. And I mean, if you if you want to talk about it like personally <laughs> for myself, I mean, it, what I'm not gonna say it was difficult because you know this is all qadr Allah, and like I don't. Obviously, I always say, like, as a joke, yeah, and uh, if I could see myself when I was a kid, like, you know, I'd slap him up and tell him, like, go pray. But, you know, that's Qadr Allah, you know, that that is Allah's will. Allah did that, and ultimately, like, I, I found myself here. So, I could never tell you, like, where I would have been had I started earlier. Like, you know, I could have fallen off just as easily as I as I found the deen. Because here, uh, here's the thing, I heard, a, I heard a thing, you know, long ago, is where on the Day of Judgment, Allah will show you, had you taken this path, you know, Allah will show you what would have happened in that path. And this is why Allah will show you that indeed he is the best of planners. Because like we, we all have those times in our lives when something bad happens or even when something good happens where you're like, oh, if only I would have just done this or had I not gone out this day. Like, no, like be grateful that that happened. Right. Because this this indeed is literally what was what was the best for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and, then, and then when you think about it, like in a non-Muslim, like like in a non-Muslim community, Sometimes you miss out on those, like what you would wonder what a Muslim community looks like, or like a Muslim city, or like a Muslim like a, a true like you like utopian like Muslim country would look like. So like it's peak and like sometimes well, I'd be bro, having. we're not in the golden age of Islam anymore. I mean, bro, we live in the West. Yeah, this you know, Islam and we're we're um obviously the West is not is not good like for Islam like because they're they the West claims to be secular. They claim to not have religion, even though um. You know, they, they claim Christianity above all else. And for us, you know, how, how is that supposed to make a Muslim feel when they feel like it's being pushed onto them? And if, like, if they don't adopt it, then they're looked down upon. And, like, we're, we're obviously in the minority here. But nowadays, I, I practice my religion, like, on my sleeve because... I'm not gonna hide anything from you. I don't got nothing to. I don't got like yeah, you know, like, animosity of, like, towards you. But at the same time, take an, I, take an example from like Omar ibn Khattab, bro. He used to walk the streets. No, even Shaytan will take a separate role for him. Yeah, exactly. Like, bro, like, that's how much of a like of like a boss he was. Like, bro, you like, and that's the same for the rest of the Muslims. When we walk on the road, bro, I wouldn't even like. No one would even dare tell us like you can't pray here. You can't do like. Like, nah, bro. Like, this is this is our not. religion. Like, subhanAllah. Who, who's going to stop me from practicing my religion? And the thing is, you as a Muslim, never, don't ever not convey the message of Islam. Anytime you have the opportunity to, to convey the message of Islam, you, you should always do so. You never know who could have a change of heart. Allah guides who he wills, right? And Allah guided you, and he could guide whoever whoever yeah. else he can. That same, like, friend, like, non-Muslim friend that's asking you about Islam, like, bro, that could be the, he, you could change their life forever. And, and imagine, imagine you guys are both in paradise one day, inshallah. And you guys are just talking about, you know, the times of, you know, before before Islam and then after you came to Islam and you're just like, wow, like Allah, Allah has really guided us. Because some people, they be thinking that they're just because they're not like a scholar or something, they're below like a threshold. Like you don't understand how much of an impact or how much value you bring just as a human being in general and the experiences that you share 
to someone who may be asking questions about Islam, you could share those experiences because those are some things that you like you can't buy, you can't put on a certificate, you can't put on, like you can't put a degree on it. And you can share yeah. those and that can have an impact on someone's life. And any impact on a life that that's unmeasured unmeasured value. And your reward will Even be Even for myself, well. a lot of people like the they may not like they'll ask me about Islam maybe just to understand like more about like mm -hmm. what I do. But they'll tell me like bro the way that you are like it's 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 mad interesting. Like they may not they might you know, revert to Islam, but the, you know, the, the curiosity sparking was sparking interest, sparking like that, that curiosity in them. That's like, for me, for me, that like, that's, that's an Iman boost. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm doing something right. You know, like for, for me, it feels like a reward. Like Allah, in a way, I feel like Allah is showing me like, okay, see, people are noticing that you are doing your best as a Muslim. And when you do that, people will take notice. People will like, will see the beauty of Islam through you. And like, what what else is our mission as a Muslim than you know, show, like showcasing the beauty of Islam, especially living in a non-Muslim country? Like, how else are these people supposed to see the true beauty of Islam if they can't see it through the people? Like, Islam, Islam is like it's us. It's not a nation. It's not a place. Islam is through the people. Like, we we are the Muslims. We are the people who represent like um, Islam. Like, we represent the you know the word of Allah. Like, we are the ones who practice the true word of God. Alhamdulillah. And the, and the Sunnah, the Sunnah of the Prophet Like, who else is going to show people, like, this is the truth? Like, this is undeniable for us. But here's the other thing we don't force anybody into our religion. Like, I, we're going to make this clear right now. Like, people, people have this misconception that, okay, yeah, just because we have the truth now, like, you know, we, we feel like we can go out and force our religion or put it down people's throat as much as we can. But, you know, Allah says, Allah says in many places of the Quran, like, for example, in chapter number two, verse 256, Allah says, uh, What's it called? There's no, There's no compulsion <laughs> in religion. Indeed, the, the truth stands uh, clear from falsehood. And Allah says, uh, uh, Dang, I'm losing my train of thought. But Allah says, uh, then you to your religion, me to my religion. And Allah also says in the Quran, your job is to only convey the message. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, if, if, if you convey the message, you did your job. Don't, don't be sitting here shoving your religion down the throat of these people who, who at the end of the day, they don't want to hear. Allah also says in the Quran, like in their hearts is a, is, is is a, a disease. disease. So the, some, some people you can't help. And Allah also says, don't let their words sadden you. Like if if they're gonna if they insult your religion, you, yeah. if they ridicule you, like if they're um, you don't have to retaliate because Allah will deal with them. Allah knows. Like don't don't pretend. Like don't ever think that you know anything that happens, especially in that sense. Like if someone insults you as a Muslim or in like in insults your way of life, don't mm -hmm. think Allah didn't know. Allah knew, and th that was Allah's will. It might be a test on you. Are you gonna retaliate? Are you gonna forgive them? Like you know, it's ultimately on you. Will it strengthen your deen or will it turn you away? You know, there, there are questions you have to ask yourself or reflect yes. upon that because that's happened to me. Also, like people, I want to uh, bring say? a point. Oh, wait, you're going to uh, bring go, up go, experience? Go. I want to bring a point. Islam is also not a pacifist religion. If someone were to attack you because of your religion, if someone were to attack you while you're praying, you have all right to clap them up, slap them up. Of course not. I mean, who said we're going like, to sit down with Have you seen us? those people? Bro, like, have you seen like the prophets before us? Like, like the prophets, like, and before our prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or including sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yeah. They used to fight him because he said, La ilaha illallah. Like in Surah Ghafir, the conversation between Pharaoh and Musa, uh, Musa alayhi salam, like there was a guy that hid his iman. Yaktumuni imanuhu. He said, are you going to go and kill Moses just because he said, my, my Lord is one and your Lord is Allah? Like subhanAllah. Like they, like look at the oppression. Like it is clearly, like you can literally, like I don't know from my standpoint, you can literally see who's in error. 
they want to go to ex- such extremes to kill someone just because they said God is one, God is real, like the, our creator, our creator, like subhanAllah, like I don't want to say like, am I tripping? Like, I don't think I'm tripping. There's no way I'm tripping because like, do you see like who's in clear air? Of course not. Like, just imagine you're, just imagine this. You're telling someone to be a good person. That's it. You tell them to be a good person, do good deeds, give charity, feed, feed the, the poor, free, feed yeah. the poor, feed the orphans. But then that, that once you tell that person that, they turn around and they say, no, I'll never do anything ever like yeah. that. Matter of fact, just because you told me to say that, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you. I'm going <laughs> to slander you. I'm going to, I'm going to beat you up for it. Like, look, look at the arrogance in this. Like, literally take, take the verse that Allah says all over the Quran. Like you really have a disease in your heart to, to really hate someone for, for doing this. But at the same time, you know, ask Allah to guide this person because, you know, Allah can have this, uh, can let this person have a change of heart by his will. By his will. Um, like I, I've seen people like that. Like people, I'm like, okay, there's no reasoning with you, and I understand. That. I'm, because yeah, I'm like, I try to be compassionate, but I'm sitting here like, man, there's got to be something holding you so tight to your faith that you cannot see what I'm telling you. Like, what I'm telling you, it has it has no negative effect on you. It, um, like Islam has no negative effect on you, and I'm not for like, uh, when I was getting closer to Allah, I was sitting here like. Man, there are so many people, so many non-Muslims that are surrounding me that I feel like they're part of the reason why I was struggling to practice this time before. Uh-huh. And when I started turning to Allah, I turned to Allah alone. Like, I didn't need nobody's help. I didn't look to my siblings. I didn't look to my parents. I didn't look to friends. Nobody. I did it all by myself because I was like, man, people, like it was people in my life that ultimately distracted me from my from the end game, like my end goal. Like, my, my clock was ticking. I'm sitting here like, man, I could die tomorrow. I don't know what's going on, but... I need to like, I need to turn, like something flip the switch. And immediately I just felt like I was all by myself. I was like, man, wherever I go, I'm by myself. But then there was always that thought in my mind, like, you know, Allah's with me. Even if I'm in the non-Muslim country, if I was the only Muslim who was living in America, I was sitting here like, you know, Allah's with me. And Allah's greater than all these people. I don't care if I was the most famous person in the world. If they don't have Allah, they have nothing. Like I, I have Allah, which is greater than anything that you could think of. So I was living a life that was better than I could have imagined when I was alone. And then Allah brought me friends, brought me companions, brought me family that would help me get closer to him. Because when you do stuff by yourself, you can only do so much, right? You know, there's, there's no I in team. Mm-hmm. You know, having those friends who are like, who are like a team, they're competing with you, they're helping you get better. Like, I can't, as a football player, I can only do so much by myself. But with my team, there's more success. I can win championships with them. With my friends, I can make it to Jenna with them. And I'd rather make it to Jenna with them than without them. So that's why, you know, like, you can never be too grateful to Allah for, for those those nirmas, those blessings. SubhanAllah, you know, what you just said there, the, the moral of what we, what we just got from there is, at the end of the day, Allah is going to take care of you no matter what. No matter where you are or, you know, how your life was before, Allah will always take care of you, right? And he's not going to put you through something you can't bear. And the thing is, right, when it comes to, let's say you have non-Muslim friends or you're in a bad friend group, either these people want, these people change for the better. I don't even just mean, of course, you know, in, in an Islamic way. Or you, you leave these people. You, you do what's better, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, you do, you do your best. Right. And when it comes to uh, the non-Muslim friends, right, like even me, for example, I had non-Muslim friends and they became Muslims. Like just just imagine that. Like I was talking to them just a couple of months before. They didn't believe in God. They didn't believe in any of that. They didn't want to hear it. But then all of a sudden, you know, they turn around and now they they 
they see the blessings of Islam. They're grateful for Islam. They're grateful uh -huh. that I gave them the message. Imagine I was too scared to give them the message. Where would they be today? Where would I be today? Imagine there was like, yeah, like imagine it, I was too scared to practice like, my religion in front of yeah, them. Yeah, it's like that ambition. It's like, why would you be afraid to practice the truth? Could you no, like, wait, wait. like more even importantly, more importantly, you're afraid to practice your religion in front of them. What happens when Allah asks you about that? You feared them more than you feared Him. Like, how are you going to answer to Allah when if He were to ask you, "Oh, you were too afraid to, you know, pray your prayer on time because you were with your non-Muslim like, friends"? Yeah, now how? And you feared them more than you feared him, Allah in that moment. Like, like that's that's so crazy. I actually think about that sometimes if I'm ever out with like my non-Muslim friends and I'm like the time to prayer has come, but I'm feeling nervous because like I don't want to tell them like, oh, wait, like we have to stop whatever we're doing because I got to go pray. Like, you know, you just give me a couple minutes. I'll go pray we'll, and we'll come back. We can do whatever uh, we were doing before. Right. But see, even when I have those thoughts, I'm, I'm walking to my uh, uh, to where I'm going to go pray. And I'm sitting here like, bro, what are you doing? Why are you feeling nervous? Why is your heart thumping? Why, why are you, you embarrassed? To sweat? Why, yeah. why are you feeling dude, embarrassed? Dude, I, I, used to have, I used to have things like that. And like, what's it called? Especially like, let's say I'm walking through the store. And like, let's say like I would be like with my mom or my dad. And they're done with start playing on, the, on their phone. <laughs> dude, my oh, heart would start yeah. thumping out of my chest. I'd start sweating. I'd be like, dude. Like, I'd do my best to try and turn off. But now, if, if the same thing was to happen now, like... Like I, I want these people to hear this. Like hear hear the adhan, hear hear the call of prayer, hear hear the call of success come to you. See, but that's the effect of living in a non-Muslim country, surrounded by so many non-Muslims. You think you're doing wrong. wrong. You yeah. think something's wrong with you that you're practicing your faith. You think like uh, something's wrong with you when you're like, oh yeah, hey, I have to go pray. But you're not wrong. You're doing what you have to do, just like anybody else who who, who does what they have to do. If you think about it in life. Like, if you have to go to work, you just tell them, I got to go to work. Even, even when the time of prayer comes, no matter where you are, no matter what environment you're in, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allah is greatest, Allah, Allah is greatest. What is this? What is this? Like, what do you get from this? What? Everything else around you is little. It's, it's all Exactly. Little. Like, what, what, what Allah has, what has been calling to you now is greater. When you start your prayer, Allahu Akbar, the takbirat al-haram. Everything now is little. The only, Allah is the greatest right what, now. Hey, look. At, what, at all times. What's the addition for the uh, for the adhan at fajr salatu khairun yeah the, the prayer is better than for you than the sleep because mm -hmm. when you hear that allahu akbar allahu akbar when that alarm goes off for you to get up and pray allah allah allows you to get up so that you could pray to him because the prayer is better than anything that you could have mm -hmm. anything yeah. that you have in this, this world is you can even argue you can anybody can argue with me with this salah is better than oxygen because oxygen is not going to help you when you're dead. Exactly. That, that's, a, that's an example I, I love to give. Just imagine. <laughs> you imagine told me, you, you, told are, you as a human being, you need food and water to survive from day to day. But at the same time, this food and water is not going to avail you in the grave. But your salah will avail you in the grave. Your salah is, is going to act like a beacon of light on the day of judgment. Your, your salah is what keeps you firm on, on, the, on the deen, right? Which is, is going to allow you to be an example mm -hmm. to the people around you. Yeah, on the, on the day of judgment, Allah's not going to ask you about your breath. He's going to ask you about salah. <laughs> How did you use day? those breaths? Did you use them to pray? To uh, recite Surah Fatah, uh, like, that's that's how important. <laughs> no, but look, look. Um, uh, what I was gonna say is like, what we could get from this is you see how important the prayer was. Like even the for prayer, myself, five turning to a day, Islam, no matter what like, environment, yeah. Like since I since I was uh, I grew up Muslim, you know, I was raised Muslim. There was no doubt in my mind Islam was the truth, because I always looked at it like even uh, when I was turning back to Allah, I was like, I want to look at other faiths, not not to like be like, oh, what's the truth? I was looking like, okay, I just want to see what they see. Like what the, what they be saying? Yeah. Because I always got different images the from other people. The, the knowledge, like it's it increases you and you mind. Yeah, exactly. So for me, I always had the belief. I always knew La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. Right. So mm -hmm. that was never in question. 
even when I wasn't like practicing as much as I should have. But then when I when I started it, I was like, the prayer was the first thing that uh, that lit up for me. That was the first light switch that uh, turned on uh, my iman. And that's, that's how important the prayer is because, you know, like fasting won't feel the same. Uh, you know, like what, you're not going to give zakat if you're not like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything if you're not praying. Like not, not everything after doesn't mean anything if it's not if the prayer is not first. If you're mm-hmm. not fulfilling the prayer, everything else is not going to feel right. Like you're going to feel like you're doing uh, you're just not eating mm-hmm. if you're not praying. And even in essence, in the Arabic language, like what does salah mean? Salah comes from the word sila, which means connection. See, how you gonna how you gonna do other acts of worship without even your first established connection? Like you can't, yeah. You're, nothing else is gonna connect. Yeah, And you know the guidance of Allah. It's like, it's it's a feeling that you get internally. For myself, um, I got it. Like I don't know. I I can't exactly say how, but but this feeling that you're talking about internally, right? Like th- these are all things that only the Muslim has. Yeah. The non-Muslim can't have this. But here's the thing. But what what you can't yeah, what you can't show not, the non-Muslim yeah of course it's it's subjective right but when you when you were talking about you know looking at other faiths when I was looking at other faiths you know what I would see mm-hmm. I would see Islam like faded faded in there somewhere and like it just reminds me back in the Quran when Allah says He sent down you know previous scriptures He sent other prophets He sent a pro- He sent a messenger to every single nation. And then you hear how how these books are corrupt, and then you see how they they were corrupted over time, and it's just like, it just has me wondering like these could have been previous scriptures. I'm not talking about obviously you know the the Bible or the Torah, right? But I'm talking about even other scriptures, right? Like Hindu or uh, Buddhist scriptures, like you know just things like that. I'm just like I see Islam in this, like I like for example they give the example of Buddha. He 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 never told people to uh to worship idols. He never told people to worship him. You know if he if anything he called he called for Islam. Like, but I'm not gonna like, say he's a prophet or anything. But I'm just gonna say that in these no, other, I know what you mean. Like you see Islam and I see other religions, Islam, but you know what you the, see? Like, like, um, like, for, like in the Bible and the Torah, for example, the ones of today. Like you see, like, like little like increments of Islam. Like yo, like exactly. I, I can I understand this. I understand this. Like like there's like like this like kind of, of like the Quran. And, it's, and, it's, and then you see and then you see there's like in the Quran as they refer to them the, there's they're mushrikeen. Like, you know why Allah refers to him as Mushrikeen. Why? Because they associate partners with him. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, subhanAllah. Like, Allah, like, for some of, like, some of the examples of, like, Ahli al-Kitab, like, he doesn't call them, like, kafir. Sometimes he says he's Mushrikeen. Like, they didn't, disbel- like, they're not disbelievers, but they associate partners with him. And that's, or not like, even, or great, other parts, he like, calls them Ahli al-Kitab or Aladina Utul kitab because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were given the scripture. They were, mm-hmm. they were entrusted with it at, at a certain point in time. But, you know, of course, they the ruined it. Yeah. I want people to, or, hold uh, on. Go ahead. So, like you were talking about with uh, the the similar stories there, like you see the similar stories, but then you also see like a, a similar thing with religions. Like you see, for example, the Christians they'll slander Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. They'll slander him. They'll talk so much crap about him. They'll say he's a false prophet. They'll say all these things about him. But then at the same time, if you go to the people of the script, previous scripture before the Christians, you got the Jews, and they do the same thing with Jesus. They they call him a, a false messiah. They say he's he's not from God. Like do do you guys not see the pattern here? But we as Muslims, we accept all the prophets. We you know you see the pattern. We we. The ones, the ones who Allah has named and the ones who Allah hasn't named. But we all know they all came with the same exact message. Worship one God, one God alone. Mm-hmm. And th- this is w- what I encourage everyone to do, like, wh- if you live in a non-Muslim society, is to read, get some knowledge. Like, there's no harm that comes from researching and understanding, like, other world faces and, like, understanding what other, like, why other people believe the things that they do, like, 
sometimes you may never understand why they believe they, the stuff that they do, but like having a baseline of research upon it is a good thing. Also, yeah, Allah has prescribed onto us knowledge. Yeah, we need to go out and seek knowledge. Ponder, ponder on on the akhirah. Ponder on what you're meeting with your Lord. Ponder on the day of judgment. What you're gonna do? Are you gonna be worried about everybody else who's uh, looking at you while you're praying, uh, praying to Allah? Or are you gonna be like nafsi, nafsi, myself, myself? You're only gonna be worried about yourself. So here, stop worrying about what people look. Uh, if they look at you while you're praying, or if they look at you because you know you dress modestly or whatever, don't don't worry about what well, nobody has to be. say because they're not the judge of you. Allah subhanahu wa taala is like, the judge. Don't ever feel ashamed to practice your way of life. If you are if you are undoubtedly uh, believe, uh, believing that you are a Muslim and that you are a rightly guided and you feel like this is the true way of life and you believe la ilaha illallah, then have no shame. Even like, so, like Allah says in the Quran, we're gonna. We will surely distinguish those who dis uh, who like are hypocrites and like the believers. We will distinguish them. We will distinguish the like. Do you think like oh we say we believe and we won't be tested? So Panalain, like in chapter two, like in Surah Baqarah, like oh we're just gonna say we believe and not be tested. Like of course, like people they might ridicule, they might say this, this, that. But like if you're a true believer, have some salah, have some iman, Allahu Akbar. And like even I want to break up another part. Oh wait, were you gonna say something? No, I was just gonna say with the trial, with the test, right? The trials that we go through in our life, the way we ha the way we have to think about it as Muslims, no matter what happens to you, I don't care if it's the worst thing that you could think of in your mind. If that happens to you, never, never give up hope in the mercy of Allah, in Allah, right? Never ever disbelieve in Allah because of that, because you know that's the whole point. You were supposed to go through that, and if if you were if you ended up disbelieving because of that, then you're amongst the losers. We are now. truly like human nature, like Adam and Islam. We're like he, he was. He, he, he even he our father sinned and like if Allah if Allah wanted to like wipe us out and create a whole new creation he would have but he knows that we are sinners but he, he is ever forgiving subhanallah that's in the Quran if he wanted to he would have wiped you out and created a new creation he could have started with a whole new creation one that's unknown to you subhanallah but he already has a creation like that you know the angels, no, right? Like if you want to, yeah, no, no, of course. But I, I know what you're saying in, in the Quran, right? When Allah says He could have wiped us out and, and replaced us, which He can indeed. So, like, um, you also uh, need to ponder on the fact that if you if you do like if you take your life and you live it the way that the Prophet Isaat Sam lived. Mm -hmm. Like, if you follow the sunnah, then you'll never, there's never anything that could be wrong with you. That's why, like, we also just said, like, seek knowledge because don't ever think, like, um, living in a non-Muslim society, if you have a decent life, don't ever think it's difficult because look at the way the Prophet Isaat Sam was brought up uh, with Islam. Like, he was, he was a 40-year-old man when he got his first revelation. He had to take the next 23 years to try to deliver the message of Islam the best that he can while taking all the ridicule and the pain and the torment of the of the Mecca, uh, the, the pagans criminals. in Mecca. Like these, these Mujurimun, like these Kafirin, like all, the, all these people who um, wanted to stop the spread of the message and like the pain that they caused him. Like look at that, look at that and understand he went through so much and he endured that much. And we we can we can endure whatever we're put through here because he look, Allah didn't put him through anything that he couldn't bear. He bared it. He left he left us with Islam. He left us with the Quran and the Sunnah. And look where we are now. Look at how many Muslims have embraced Islam to this day, the fastest growing religion. Like and and now we're here. And anything that Allah puts us through, it, we're strong enough to endure it. We're strong enough to say that you know Allah is our Lord. He puts us through this. We're gonna look to Him. We're gonna have trust in Him. Build tawakkul in Allah. Build taqwa in Allah. And then you'll get through whatever it is. Allah will reward you with that. And eventually. If you go to the Akhirah, you'll have Jannah. You know, may Allah allow all of us to enter Jannah. Amen. By His Rahmah. Allahumma ameen.
But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Is that it, everybody? I want, I want to end it off with um, "Inna Lillahi wa Inna Ilayhi Rajiun." This is a kalima. We, yeah. we belong, and indeed to Him we return. This is a kalima from like the, the, the believing people, the people who have sabr, and the main fo- focus. Like I want to focus on, like from this ayah, is we are from Allah, and to Him we will return. So, what is this journey? This is a journey from who? From Allah. From Allah. To Allah. 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 Count your days, man. Our clock Contra is ticking, day. man. But but yeah, with that being said, guys, just want to remind you guys, we're not scholars, still students of knowledge. Please like and share this video. Share it with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change by sharing this video. And yeah, that being said, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh.